to Listen Up People, a podcast of the USC Suzanne Dwork Peck School of Social Work. I am Dr. Maria Hyden, Associate Professor for Field Education. And I'm Dr. Steve Hyden, Professor of Field Education. As a researcher and expert on secondary traumatic stress and compassion fatigue, I'm going to share how these two issues can adversely impact the well-being of anyone in the helping profession. And provide important steps that we can all take to mitigate their impact. So, Dr. Hyden, how did you begin this work? Well, when Hurricanes Rita, Katrina, and the Deepwater Horizon oil spill impacted the Gulf Coast states in the mid-2000s, the U.S. Department of Education convened an expert panel to develop curriculum around secondary trauma, compassion fatigue, and self-care for educators who were working in schools that may have been impacted by man-made, or in this case, natural disasters. For the years following, I was a consultant to the Department of Education, delivering training on this topic and became so interested in it that I pursued my doctorate of education and researched the impact of such phenomenon on school teachers. Wow, that is super interesting. Can you briefly describe the concept of secondary traumatic stress and compassion fatigue? Sure thing. You know, you could Google each concept and you would get well over 14 million hits. 14 million. So in my work, I generally describe that secondary traumatic stress occurs when we work so intimately and closely with individuals that have experiences with trauma or hardship that we start to take on some of what they are actually experiencing with regards to depression, avoidance, loss of appetite, substance abuse, etc. Because we really, really want to help the individuals that we are working with. In your research and your expertise, could you tell us a little bit about, in your opinion, what is compassion fatigue? Well, for compassion fatigue, I often go to the expert on the subject matter, Dr. Charles Figley, and he describes it as a state of exhaustion and dysfunction, biologically, psychologically, and socially, as a result of prolonged exposure to compassion stress. These sound like two very, very important conditions to really think about. You know, Steve, I read somewhere that both of these concepts are only applicable to first responders or actually nurses, since that is where compassion fatigue was first discovered. Is that true? It's a great question, Maria. Yes and no. Yes, it is applicable to first responders, and compassion fatigue was first explored in nurses. In fact, the term was coined by a nurse named Carla Johnson. However, decades of research have shown that all individuals working in helping professions, social workers, counselors, teachers, firefighters, mental health clinicians are all susceptible to both secondary traumatic stress and compassion fatigue by the very nature of their roles in wanting to help traumatize others. Well, this sounds like something that we all need to really learn about. So I have a twofold question. And the first question is, why are we at risk for it? And how does it impact us? And probably most importantly, what can we do about it? That's the first question. And then the second question is, why are we at risk for developing these specific conditions? Like, why now? What is it about COVID-19 that places us at risk for developing these actual conditions? Well, listen, trauma is unfortunately inevitable. It has and will happen to all of us, including the individuals that we are working with, and sometimes the exposure to those traumatic narratives impacts us in profound ways. So recognizing that we may be experiencing one of these conditions is the first step to understanding how it can impact our personal and professional lives and sorting out thoughtful ways to take care of ourselves and even thrive during challenging circumstances are all proven and possible. 
in part two to your question is that in my professional opinion, we are all placed at higher risk for developing these conditions for a couple of reasons. Reason one, currently, everyone, I mean every single person, is constantly being exposed to large volumes of news, stories of not just hardship, but loss, pain, and sadness. The most difficult thing that we are facing now is that we haven't been able to find solutions. Reason number two, our brains are wired to process all this information and to try to encounter solutions. Evidently, once we find those specific solutions to what we are experiencing, we may perhaps feel hopeful and less fatigued. Thank you so much, Steve, for introducing some of these important concepts to us. Our world has forever changed with the onset of COVID-19. So I have one last question for you, and that is, how can we maintain an emotional well-being knowing that the traumatic experiences we're facing and those that the individuals with whom we work with are also facing, what might be bringing about secondary traumatic stress or compassion fatigue? You know, I've given this a lot of thought lately, and I think it is an ever-evolving conversation. As humans, we are resilient. Now, whether you're in the we're born resilient camp or the resiliency is learned camp or a combination of both, it is important to know that as humans, we have an innate ability to get through traumatic experiences in ways that allow us to process, understand, and problem solve. Our emotional well-being gets tested, questioned, maybe even compromised, but with thoughtful understanding of how to take care of ourselves, examining the source of our emotions, and realizing how we can thrive in trying conditions allows us to monitor our emotional well-being and improve our daily functioning. Thank you for listening. If you want to be part of more of a discussion around secondary traumatic stress and compassion fatigue, Dr. Steve Hyden and myself will be hosting an interactive webinar on emotional well-being and thriving during the era of COVID-19 on August the 12th. For more information, visit the events section at dwarkpec.usc.edu.